And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams with Ford Taylor. What's going on, Ford? You know what? It's a beautiful day, and it's always a more wonderful day when I get to be with you. Peter. Oh, you're too kind, my friend. We're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects today. We've covered a lot of bases in here. We just kind of took a look back at some of the subjects that we've covered. We may have touched on this one, but let's agree to agree. We're going to take a much deeper dive today. This is a good one to go deeper on. A, a lot of us have dealt with this in our own lives with the people around us and probably even have done it ourselves. Or we're going to talk about gossip, the G word. Yeah. That G word's a big one. You know, I, I truly believe, PW, that gossip may be the number one undiagnosed addiction in our world today. I believe it's the number one thing that destroys trust and hinders productivity in organizations around the world. I spoke to a group a few weeks back, and I went a little more harsh. I said, it's a culture killer. 100%. It destroys it. It, it, it just destroys trust. And without trust, it's very difficult to take any relationship, a marriage, a family, a business, a government, to the next level. Ford, would you agree that gossip has been around since the beginning of time? Well, since the beginning of time <laughs> in which I've read it, it's, it seems to have been there forever. That's right. You know, Socrates said strong minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, weak minds discuss people. Yeah, and I go a little bit deeper than that. You know, I, I, I use people instead of minds. And so if you, if you keep going, so the way I put it, let, let's just put it in these terms because I agree with him, but think of it this way. Great people, great minds talk about vision and ideas. Average people, average minds talk about things. They talk about stuff. Small people, they talk about other people. Smaller people, let them. Even smaller people, join them. And even smaller people, tell others. And so I challenge people who come to our training, the organizations we work with, which category are you? Great, average, small, smaller, even smaller, smaller or minuscule. And we all get to make that choice. Ford. Part of the transformational leadership journey is we like to call ourselves solution people. We're always looking for solutions. The tools are there. When we show up to an organizational meeting, when we show up to a family meeting, we've got our tools in our tool belt. And I think to define gossip, I'm going to give a world definition, and then I want you to define it really in the TL style, and then we're going to dive a little deeper. So for the average person, gossip by definition is backbiting, slander, rumor, negative hearsay, the power of words or contrived opinion. Yeah, see, I love all those words. I don't know how it uh, identifies it. Uh, the definition that we use, it's, w- it's when someone says something negative about someone to someone else who's not part of the problem or part of the solution. All right, Ford, let's take a deeper dive in this. By your definition, you're saying saying something negative about someone to someone else who's not part of the problem or the solution. That is correct. So in their fine lines there, I mean, isn't that a really fine line? Yeah, for some people, it's a very fine line. I think when you can really uh, grasp that definition and maybe even put it with what you got out of the dictionary and you put those two together, the line's actually very, very thick. Uh, many of us gossip, I call it inadvertently. We aren't really meaning to say something negative about someone, but it comes out, and it is negative, 
and we've planted a seed of doubt in someone's mind about that person when there may have never been a seed of doubt about that person. So give me some examples, PW, that maybe some of the questions that we get that might help us answer uh, some more specifics around this. So let's start in a business environment. I'm an employee. I'm having issues with my direct supervisor. You own the company. You've got an open door policy. I set an appointment with your secretary. I sit in your office and begin to just lay out this argument and gossip about my supervisor. Right. Well, there's a couple of issues here. Number one, if I'm the owner and you throw up about your supervisor before I can stop you, uh, you're going to get through one. So you I mean, I can't stop you before you throw up. If you just can, if you keep going before I can stop you, I'm going to let you keep going because I now know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm only listening because I'm part of the solution. It's done. You've now put me in the position that unless I'm part of the problem, I have to now be part of the solution. And so when you finish, I'm going to ask you a number of questions. Number one, I'm going to say, uh, have you talked to your supervisor about this? Have you shared this with your supervisor? And if you have, it's going to be one area. If you have not, I'm going to say, uh, you've got 48 hours to go share this with your supervisor. And if you cannot do that, then I'm going to bring you and your supervisor into a room. But first, I'm going to let your supervisor know that you're talking bad about them. It's going to let them know that you're talking negatively about them if you don't go see them within 48 hours. So for this is critical for our listeners. If you want to have a great culture in your home, at your business or in your organization, please stop what you're doing, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, because this truly is life-changing. So Ford, you mentioned the 48 hours. You said you got 48 hours. Let's back up a hair. We call that the 48-hour rule. Correct. And this is put into place. And once it's put into place, I will say it almost eliminates gossip altogether. But but let's talk about the 48-hour rule, and let's break that down in detail. Okay, so let's say that you do that, and, and I tell you, you've got 48 hours now to go talk to the person that you just gossiped about, gossiped about. That's my solution. There it is. I'm part of the solution. My solution is you go talk to them. Now, I'm not going to get like crazy religious over this. If your supervisor's out of town, I'm not going to say you got to go call them. If they're in the hospital having heart surgery, I mean, I'm going to be flexible around the 48 hours. Uh, depending on what else may be going on. But if they're there and you're there, you're going to be told you got that long to go deal with this. Uh, I might even ask you uh, immediately after you finish, uh, am, am I part of the problem here? And most likely they're going to tell the owner of the company what? No, no, you're not part of the problem. Well, are you here because you think I'm part of the solution? Well, I just wanted to vent. Okay, well, you know our rule around gossip. Okay, do you think I'm part of the solution? Most of the time they're going to say, of course. That's why I'm here. Great. Here's the solution. You go talk to them. And if you can't get it resolved, you then come back and we'll talk about it again with you and them. So I'm taking notes over here because I want to make sure that gossip and venting is basically the same thing. When you call it venting, you're really just justifying gossip. When you say, Ford, I need to vent, you're basically telling me I'm going to gossip about someone would you let me get all the way through it without stopping me? Yeah, and, it's, and sometimes the venting may not be about a person. It could be about a process. It could be about a policy. Well, that's not gossip because you're not right, talking right, about right, someone. Right. 
And so just because someone's venting doesn't necessarily mean it, but it, it probably means it. And so it, now there is another option here, PW. You know, we have this thing that we teach called the social covenant. And, and you could have in your covenant, you could say, if you've got a problem with your supervisor, it's okay to go up one level. I mean, you may actually put that in there. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Once you go up one level, now you've gone to the part of the solution. And guess what the solution is? You've got 48 hours now to go talk to your supervisor. Right. Now, if you say, I've already talked to my supervisor, great. Let's go ahead and get them in here right now. Because what you're going to find so often around gossip is that when someone goes to you or me and they complain, and then they go complain to someone else and you get them in the room, you're going to find that what they said to you about me is not the same thing they said to me about me. You're going to find it's very different when you get in the room. Because if they had said to me what they said to you, it probably would have gotten resolved. But they didn't know how to say it in a way. They were scared or they, they couldn't, they didn't want to take the chance. And so, you know, there's a difference in saying your blue shirt is ugly and you might look better in red. Those are not the same comment. And so if they tell me you might look better in red, okay, and I say thanks for your feedback, but I'm going to keep wearing blue, I appreciate that. But then they come to you and say, Ford wears blue and it's ugly. Well, have you told Ford that? And you know what they'll say? Well, yeah, I told him. And you get in the room and you find out, no, what you said was you might look better. Red may not be your best color. So you have to be careful. And again, and I'm, I'm not talking about clothes, but I'm talking about information around gossip. And I think it's important also to add that some leaders, that next level up leader, uh, may have not presented themselves in a way where that person right below them feels comfortable sitting with them and talking to them one-on-one. That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. And, And the other thing to remember is if you open the door to that, like in our particular organization, we've asked for permission from our people. Can our executive team talk about you? Okay, but do you trust us that if we talk about you, it's only for your benefit? It's for us to be able to bounce ideas off, to, for us to be able to help you the best we can. Well, every organization knows that the bosses talk about their employees. It's already happening. So why don't you just tell them? Why don't you just say, hey, give us your permission? Because if you can trust that we have your best interest at heart, all of a sudden you've, you've even taken gossip out of play there. But again, you, you know, you're talking about specifically in a company, but to me, the rule's still the same. You got 48 hours. Yes, let's go back to the 48 hours. So what you're telling that employee, they've got 48 hours to go talk to the person that they're talking to you about. And in 48 hours or around that time, you're going to reach back out to that person, text, phone, face-to-face, and you're going to go, hey, did you go have the conversation? Did you go to them face-to-face? That's right. And if they say yes, I'm going to call that person and say, Let's just use you. Did PW come talk to you? Yes. Did he tell you all the problems he has with you? No. See, so you got to be careful because they'll sure. say, I went and talked to PW and they're not lying. Well, did he tell you all the problems? Well, he told me one problem. He told you one problem. I'll get back to you. In other words, here's what happens. You know, it, it, uh, one of the greatest quotes that I love is it's not about being right. It's about getting it right. And, and, and the way I quote that myself personally, as I get older, is I'm learning to give up my need to be right. I refuse to give up my passion for truth. And so what happens is when you go in with a passion for truth, a lot of people, that isn't where they live. 
And so that can be, it can come across as defensive. It can come across as strong. But I found that when you get people in a room and you go for the truth and the facts, and when you can get to the bottom of those, almost always conflict goes away. But if you have what you think is truth in your mind based on facts that you've heard, that some of those facts, they just may not be true at all. It's not even about innuendo. It's just a fact. You know, if someone says that bottle has water in it, that's a fact. When in reality, it has Coca-Cola in it. Well, let's just pick up the bottle and look at it. Let's all take a drink. Guess what? It's Coca-Cola. So the truth and the facts now have lined up. Now, you thought it had water in it, and I'm okay with that. But that was your truth. When the fact is, let's drink it and let's see what it is. And most people, that is not where they want to live because they think it's too hard when in reality, it just so simplifies relationships. So the power of the 48-hour rule is if you call that person and they said, no, I haven't talked to him. If the 48-hour rule is in place, what do you do? Well, then you call back the person that came to my office and say, I told you I was going to call and ask. They told me you haven't talked to them. And so I'm going to go ahead and set up a meeting with both of you right now because I'm the boss now, right? With both of you. Okay. I took notes on what you shared with me 48 hours ago, and we're going to be real sure. And the term I use is empty your gun. We're going to be sure that, that we use in our organization that you don't tell them part of what you told me. So come on in. Let's get started. And inevitably, Ford, it's awkward when you have to call those two people in when if they were really walking out the TL model, the way we teach it, especially the way you teach it, is it just gets handled. You go well, right to the, you know, you go right to the person. Yeah, you know, because what happens, PW, so often when we go to someone, we sugarcoat how we feel. And what I'm calling is I'm saying it's time to love coat things and stop sugarcoating. You know, tell me I got lettuce in my teeth. You know, don't say, hey, in a couple of days you might want to go look in the mirror. Okay. Tell I mean two days later, the lettuce is still there. But, but love coating is you've got lettuce in your teeth. Sugar coating is you might want to go look in the mirror in a couple of days. And, and when we care about each other that much, it's amazing how much conflict goes away. And Ford, when you go have that meeting, uh, while it could be awkward, you know, we've got a tool inside of gossip, uh, how we really manage gossip and eliminate gossip, that there's four things we know when we're going to approach someone. And if we do these four things, 99.9% of the time, we're going to get closure, clarity. We're going to build that relationship. That's correct. And, and, and number one, and, and I believe super important, is we go to that person in humility. And what that means is I may be wrong. This is my lens. This is the way I see it. But I could be wrong on this. And, and, and within that, the next term I use is I call it pre-forgiveness. In other words, I'm there to restore the relationship. I'm not there to destroy it. I'm here to restore it. And so pre-forgiveness means in case I'm right, I've already forgiven you for how you treated me or what you did before we start. And the third one is you go in love. And, and that's in lit. Let's get lit. What's the definition of love we use and let's get lit. I care more about you then I care about how you feel about me. Because PW, if I come to you, and I might be wrong, but what if I'm right? And what if no one's cared enough about you to share with you what I'm about to share? What if it's hurting your marriage? 
What if it's hurting your relationship with your children? What if it's hurting your advancement in your career? I'm willing to take the risk just in case I'm right. And the fourth one is the truth and the facts. Let's be sure they line up. Because if I come to you and say, you know, I saw you driving down the road and cut someone off at this time on this day, that's a fact. Well, what if you said to me, man, thank you for being concerned about my well-being. Thank you for being concerned about the well-being of the other traffic. On that day, I was heading to the emergency room because my child just fell and broke their arm. Wow. Now we got the truth and the facts. Now my empathy is going to be, how can I help you and your child, not you're a crazy wild driver? Because if I keep thinking you're a crazy wild driver, guess what? Because I didn't come talk to you, everything else you do now in our relationship for the next 10 years is going to run through the lens that I believe you're a road-raged, crazy wild driver. And now everything you do is going to go through that lens. So if we're rather than gossip about someone, we're going to take a deep breath. We're never going to go angry because we know when we go angry, we say stupid things. The rational part of our brain has completely shut off. So we're going to go in a very calm manner. And just as a quick recap, these four things, if you're going to go have that meeting, you're going to go in humility. And if you use the words, hey, I could be wrong. And I take it one step further with your coaching, P-Dub, you talk at a 10. Sometimes if you're going to go have that meeting, go to a five or a six level. So humility means maybe talking at a little lower voice than you normally talk. And the first words out of your mouth are, I could be wrong. And in that posture, could I share something with you? In other words, I could be wrong. May I have your permission to share something? And people very seldom say no when you start there. Yeah, it's good. So go in humility, go in pre-forgiveness, go in love or care if the love word freaks you out a little bit. And lastly, bring the truth, bring the facts. Absolutely. That's awesome. And, and boy, that's those four things are unbelievably effective in relationship building. So let's stay on the gossip. Instead of gossiping, try the meeting. If you just can't help yourself and you just have to gossip, I think knowing the damage that's done with gossip, there's really three things, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out what I think is the three biggest just hand grenades when you gossip. The first one is relationships, the damage it does to relationships. And here at Transformational Leadership and at Fort Taylor Talks, we're all about the relationships. You know, we are, and, and if you can realize that every relationship is far more important than any conflict, if, if that can be your way of thinking, it's a lot easier to go the first time something happens. As I said it earlier, if you don't go and little things build up and build up and build up, and then all of a sudden you hear somebody else say something that runs through the lens of what's built up over a 10-year period, guess what happens to the relationship? And it's all because you didn't go the very first time that something happened in your relationship. It's crazy how we do that. So gossip really damages the relationship. So more of a macro level, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. If you're trying to build this amazing culture, what you permit, you promote. If you're allowing gossip to take place in your organization, boy, what an impact on your culture as a company. And remember, an organization is anytime two or more people are in relationship. So it could be impacting your company. 
It could destroy two best friends. It could destroy a marriage. It could destroy a family, a sports team. So remember, this. I still believe this is the number one thing that destroys trust and hurts productivity. And lastly, Ford, oh, you segued, you segued. I was reading my next note. See, I wasn't actively listening. <laughs> Gossip's a productivity killer. You've got some stats around that. People are going to be blown away. Yeah. What, what I would do is I, is I would go Google gossip and look at the stats yourself. How many hours a year that the average person in the workplace spends gossiping? Go look it up yourself. You It'll say blow spends, your I say waste. Yeah, Time waste, wasting. <laughs> waste in the, in the workplace. And remember, when you look at those stats, look it up yourself. At minimum, you have to double them. Because if I do X hours, I have to be talking to someone. And if I'm doing it at, the, at, at a table... Guess what? With five people, now you got to multiply that times six because it's my hour and five other people's hour. Go look at it. I think you'll be amazed. Even think about it as a productivity profitability. And remember, these conflicts that cause gossip, conflict is not bad. Unresolved conflict is bad. Conflict plus resolution equals unity, engagement, and in an organization, productivity and a friendship leads to a deeper friendship in a marriage conflict plus resolution leads to unity engagement and intimacy and so you decide do you want to let this gossip swirl around you or do you want to go deal with it one-on-one and not go tell other people because once you tell other people in my opinion i don't understand why this is the case but for some reason when someone gossips to another person, I don't, I, I, I will never understand this, but they have more credibility than the person that they gossiped about. And I don't get that because if you gossip to me, you completely lost credibility compared to the person you gossiped about. The other, the person that didn't gossip to me now has far more credibility than you have. But for some reason in our world, someone one day is going to have to explain to me how the gossiper has more credibility than the person being gossiped about. I'll never understand that. But because we know, Ford, that there's always something about someone that we know nothing about, we kind of give grace to the gossipers when it happens for the first time because we know they're trying to elevate their self-worth. They're trying to gain favor. Uh, They use gossip as an intimidation tactic. They probably in real life have low self-esteem and they've probably been affected or hurt by gossip or slander. Yeah, even themselves. 100% right. And, and again, I, I just fully believe, in, and, and I also, since you just said that, I'm going to add this other quote in, is I believe that if any organization, if we could stop gossip and learn not to be offended, you could shift any organization in about 48 hours. I believe you could shift a country. A country. Think about this. If we could learn to stop gossiping, I want you to think about that. Learn to stop gossiping and learn not to get offended. You might shift a country in about a week, but look at that, what you just said, because we get offended so easily and we don't go to the person, we just spread it around. And here's the sad part. Once you start it and it goes and it goes, it can't be stopped. So PW, let's use an example. Let's say that I come by your office one day and I look around. I look outside the hall, and I don't see you, and I look in your office, and you're not in there, and 
I go into your office and I, and I pick up an extremely expensive ink pen and I'm looking around. I kind of stick my head back out and I look both ways down the hall and I don't see anybody. And so I go back out and I get in my car and then someone sees me do that. And so they slip around into the next office and then they go tell a friend of theirs, man, that Ford Taylor, that TL guy, he's a thief. I watched him steal an expensive pen off PW's desk. Well, then they go tell somebody else, and they go tell somebody else, and like eight people later, oops, they ran into someone who's in a social covenant with Ford Taylor. And they say, well, hang on. I have, I'm in an agreement with Ford Taylor that I don't listen to gossip, so you've got 48 hours to go tell him that you heard he stole the pen. And then they call me, and they go, Ford, uh, I, I, I said something to PW. Now, they don't tell me they've told eight other people. Right. And who knows how many people those people have told. And I told him, I, I actually saw you steal that pen off of his desk. I said, thank you so much for letting me know that. Can I share something with you? Yeah. I said, because I know PW. I'm pretty sure he didn't tell you this because he's going to make you talk to me. But just so you'll know, I left that pen in his office a week earlier. And he told me he'd leave it out for me and to look around and look for him, and if he wasn't there, to go ahead and pick it up. But if he was there, please say hello while you're here. And so, yeah, I did take that pen off his desk. That's a fact. But the truth is, I didn't steal it. It was my pen. But you know what? All those people that got released, there's no reeling that back in. It's uh, This is a game changer when you can understand it. And when you can start, put the lens on, put the glasses on, and when you hear people talking or someone's talking to you, and Ford, this happens to me five times a day. Am I part of the solution or the problem? And if not, I respectfully say, this sounds a lot like gossip. I think you should go talk to the person that you're talking to me about right now. Yeah. And the easy answer is if you come to me and say, hey, Ford, uh, can I share something with you about John? The easy answer is, is it positive? No. Then no, you can't share it. Go talk to John. And now you're just out of the whole loop. I mean, is it negative? Yep. Nope. Can't share it. Not open. Just go talk to John. If you want it, if you want someone else to get into your web, go talk to them. I don't want to be in that web. I got too much to do. I know we kind of bounce a little bit on this subject, but uh, man, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So avoid gossip and eliminate it. And if you want to take a deeper dive on this subject, uh, go to FordTaylorTalks.com. Great website. Lots of information, tools, waiting to help you with uh, home life, business life, organizations. And if you want to get lit like us, let's go over the acronym. I, th I think it's good because, you know, we never know who's here for the first time for it. Yeah. Can, can I give one exception to my 48-hour rule? Yes. Oh, sorry. Did I start going? No, no, no. taking it home too early? No, I should have already done it, and, and it just hit me. You know, PW, I, based on my faith and my belief system, I believe that when a couple are married, that the two become one. And so if Sandra wants to talk to me or me talk to her, it's like talking to each other. And so I think that's the one case that you don't say you got 48 hours. Right. Okay. Uh, so just be aware that I, I, I think we're supposed to have marriages that we can talk to each other. Now, if you do say something negative about someone to your spouse, and then you go clean it up with the person be sure you go back to your spouse and tell them it got cleaned up because the next time they run into them at a party, they might not <laughs> talk to them. And so just be careful with that. But so anyway, so let's get lit. 
Let's learn to love in ways that we've never loved before. I care more about you than I care about how you feel about me. And in that place, let's grow our influence. Let's learn to influence up those that we follow. Let's learn to influence across. Those are the peers, our workmates, our neighbors. Let's learn to influence what we might call down, but those that follow us. And let's learn to have influence with ourselves, which means I can choose whether to gossip or listen to gossip. It's my choice. And in that place, let's see transformation. Let's see a change. Because what would happen if we had enough leaders with big brains and huge hearts who really knew how to love, influence, and transform? Might we be able to make leaders who make leaders who make leaders to impact individuals, organizations, and who knows, cities, and what if? What if we could impact a country? Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com. Thank you.